Our debts have been settled. So when Jesus said it is finished, all debts have been paid for. Now you don't understand the brevity or the weight of that. If if, if you have a mortgage, if, if you have a mortgage, really the house is not yours until the deed is paid for. It still belongs to the bank. I own my house. No, you don't. The bank still owns it. Until all debts are settled. And Jesus said, it is finished. Signifying that all debts have been paid. So when sickness come along, say you owe me something. All debts have been paid. (laughs) Y'all missed that. When the enemy comes in and tells you leave your spouse. All debts have been paid. Y'all. Jesus said it's finished. It's done. It's paid for well, how come I don't I don't feel it yet? I don't have it yet. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean it ain't settled. Now watch. This evening, some of y'all gonna go home to a home cooked meal. You don't see it yet, but it's finished. You don't smell it yet, but it's finished. And you just gotta go home and Now, some of you got to go home and cook it. You see the ingredients. It's all there, but it's waiting to come together. That's what it is like in faith. God says, I gave you all the ingredients. Everything is there. I'm just waiting for you to pull it all together. So you can see the finished result. (laughs) Thank you, Father. Lift your hands right now such a move of God in 915 service such a manifestation of his spirit bodies were healed people were set free just a move of God's spirit what I love about God is that the way God moves in one way he may not move in another and you may see him speak to one say take up your mat and walk in another he would say go and be healed they both receive healing but in two different methods what I love about God is that I don't know what he's going to do in this service but I know he's going to do it I don't know what you're in need of but I know he's a provider I don't know what you're going through but he's a way maker and he's here to make a way he's here to make a way he's here to make a way he's here he made a way he made a way praying mama he made a way. He made a way. May Father now speak a blessing over each hand that is lifted. Father, you're no respect of person. If you've done it for one, you do it for them all. So Father, now I declare greater grace be upon them. Greater grace be applied to every situation. Father, we thank you for fresh new mercies. We thank you today, God, for fresh new mercies. Thank you for your abounding love, your forever loving. God, we give you the glory. and God, we give you the praise. Lord Jesus, we bless you now. We lift your name on high for you have declared when you are lifted up, all men, all men will be drawn unto you. We thank you for a great drawing. 
We thank you for a great drawing. You're pulling, God, from the young to old. You're drawing now. You're calling out those, God, who were looked over, those who were rejected, those who were abandoned. You're calling them out. You're calling them back. You're calling them in. Woo! Ah, thank you, Holy Ghost. He won't call you out unless he's bringing you in. So he's calling you out to bring you in. Father, we thank you for your great calling. God, we bless. And God, we give you the glory. It's in Jesus' mighty name we do pray. Thank you for your healing power, your healing power, your healing power. God, we thank you for your healing power. Thank you for your healing power now in the name that is above every name. If it has a name, your name is above it. So we declare that great name over it all. In Jesus' mighty name. If you believe in that great name, would you clap your hands? Oh, come on. Just imagine the devil between your hands and smash his head. Come on. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. Just one time. Sing it. Yeah, yeah. Will I say? hands for the worship amazing amazing and these amazing musicians amen hallelujah uh-huh yeah thank you Jesus hallelujah I'm waiting for the glory cloud to 
settle in upon you. The glory is already here. We're just waiting for it to settle in on you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. One last time, clap your hands. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Hey, listen, if, you, if you're here for the first, second, or even reoccurring time, do me a favor. Just wave at me real big. You've never been to a worship. Hey, hey man, it's a big wave. Amen. Amen. Hey, hey. Made it back, huh? Glory to God. Hey, amen. What's up, y'all? People in the back. Amen. Amen. You know, all the cool people sit on the, in the back. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank y'all for joining us. For those of you online who are tuning in to our worship service on this morning, thank you for tuning in with us on today. We got some work to do this morning, and um, I, I, I want to really take my time throughout this. Um, I'm not going to tell you I won't be for you long. I'm just going to be as long as the Holy Spirit would permit if you feel the need to leave, then go ahead. But I got to give you what the Lord has given. And the way the Lord has given it. Because so I really believe that there's a shifting taking place in the life of the believer. And what God wants to do in this season, he has to do expediently. What he wants to do in your life, it has to happen in a quick fashion. That there's, there's a transformation that needs to take place. Really quick. Really, really quick. It has, it has to happen as fast as you bat your eyes. It has to. Because if you miss out, if, if you don't have this transformation. Hear this. A lot of you have information but no transformation. I, I said this in the 915. Watch this. You have heard the word. I got one child in the house. You have heard the word. And, and hearing uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word so you have a lot of hearing of the word but you haven't seen a manifestation of the word so you have amassed a whole lot of head knowledge but you don't know what to do with it and God needs a manifestation of that which you know can, can I put it to you this way At least you make God a poor steward over his word because God gave you his word as a seed and every seed that is planted God expects to harvest so can I tell you something information without revelation or manifestation is abomination before God because what happens is God gives you the word and he expects that word to manifest in your life and if there's no manifestation then God says then why did I give it to you I could have gave it to your neighbor and some of you got great revelation but there's no manifestation of that revelation you got all of this knowledge. For what reason? For what purpose? You know he's the king of kings and the Lord of Lords, But for what purpose? You know he's the great healer, the great I am. But you got all of that. But what you going to do with it? All this knowledge. Got all these degrees and pedigrees and you ain't doing nothing. You're just a career student. Y'all don't like that. Just a career student. Just in church. Getting another degree. Sunday and Sunday just getting more knowledge for what purpose for what purpose he said I have given you this wisdom why for the laying of the hands that the sick would be healed I 
I'm giving you this word so you know there's power to cast out demons. I gave you the word. Now manifest. Tell your neighbor manifest. Yeah, he wants, he wants you to do something with what you know. Well, I only know three scriptures. Do something with the three that you got. I only have three dollars. What are you going to do with the three dollars? Sow it. Oh, the preacher wants my money. Sow it into your business, your dream, your vision. Do something with it. Watch. He has given you everything you need. He gave you the seed. He gave you the ground. He even gave you the will. He gave you the harvest. All of that comes from God. But now with the will that he has given, the question is, is what are you going to do with it? You have that choice to do or not to do. It's the same with his word. He has given you word. What are you going to do with it? You've got to do something with it. Got to do something. So let's go to work this morning. A couple familiar passages of scripture. I got some foundational groundwork I have to do before we plow and dig deep. So grab your Bibles all over the place. Grab your Bible. Stand to your feet. Amen. Grab your Bibles. We're going to go to James chapter number one, verse number two. Hold your finger there. If you have strength in your body and you walked in this building, I expect you to be standing at this moment in honor and reverence of the reading of God's word. James chapter number one, verse number two. Hold your finger there. Jump over to Proverbs. We're going to gain a little wisdom today. Proverbs chapter number three, verse number five. We're going to forgo our faith declaration on today going to start in Proverbs chapter number 3 if you have it say I have it if you're still looking say I'm looking that was a couple y'all we'll wait for you if you're waiting for me to put it on the screen say whoop there it is okay I'm with you that's my people that's my people yeah yeah y'all in the building we're going to start in Proverbs chapter number 3 verse number 5 the word of the Lord declares to us trust in the Lord tell your neighbor trust in God Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Go ahead, just nudge your neighbor for a second. Say, get off me, get off me. Yeah, Some of you are leaning on your neighbor for wisdom and knowledge and they need to be leaning on the Lord. Some of you are calling for, what should I do with this? Can you pray for me? I need clarity on this. I need wisdom from God. What shall I do? Where should I go? How shall I be? Tell your neighbor, get off me. Why are you always calling me? You better call on Jesus. You're always picking up my phone, talking about, uh, can you pray for me? Tell your neighbor, get off me. Am I coming against godly wisdom and, and counsel? No you got to lean on the Lord watch this you have to lean on him even to find out who you need to seek after for guidance who should I call let me call mama she already got wisdom maybe mama don't have the wisdom you need in this situation because she going to be biased familiar spirit no 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 God who shall it be God I, I need wisdom God who shall I call okay yeah Dr. DeVille, okay, I got you. All right. Boop, 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 boop. 
Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. God, you're good. Dance over to James. Chapter number one. Consider pure joy, my brother and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know what the testing of your faith produces. Perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God. Who should you ask? Who gives generously to all without finding fault? It will be given unto you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Underline those two words, believe and doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown, tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Let me pray. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Quick prayer, quick prayer. Amen. Quick, quick prayer quick prayer. I got to lead a lot of scriptural foundation to a very familiar text that we're very familiar with. I touched on it briefly at the end of 915 service, but I got to lay this pretty heavy on you on today. But hear me, when faith kicks in, doubt can't keep up. When faith kicks in, doubt cannot keep up. Now, the age-old question is, can a believer have doubt and still believe? Truth of the matter is, we all, even as believers, suffer from time to time with a little doubt. Y'all, see, y'all too spiritual up in here. There, There are certain things that come your way that doubt begins to rise up on the inside of you, even as a believer. You get that report, trust me, beloved, when they tell you you have six months to live, your first question or your first response at times is not, Lord, I thank you for my healing. Sometimes like, oh, why, God? You're called into the office and the, and the employer says, that, hey, listen, we've been watching you. And the first thing uh, you think, man, am I about to get fired? You start going back to your mind. Wondering if you hit that time clock when you should have. Did you spend too much time on your lunch break? You know, all that stuff begins to play in your mind. When you took those extra ink pens, you was wondering if it was on the camera, if they caught you. When you was making those copies for church, (laughs) you were wondering if they saw you. And that doubt begins to settle in in your mind. So the question is, can doubt and belief coincide? Can they occupy the same space as a believer? Can you still be a Christian and still suffer at times with doubt? I'm looking for the real church right here. 
Can, can, can you still proclaim that Jesus is Lord, but yet you're still struggling with something? You're still struggling. Is it, ask your neighbor, is it possible? So, 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 I made this statement here. When faith kicks in, doubt can't keep up. So the truth of the matter is faith and doubt cannot coincide in the same space. But doubt can come at times. Okay, let's go to work. Because uh, here's the thing. You doubt in your head but you believe in your heart. And, and here it is, here it is, is that when doubt comes in, it's all in your head. It's all wrapped up in your thoughts. And, and the way to get rid of doubt is by faith. And, and, and the way to stay out of this treacherous place that will get you in a whole lot of trouble is not to allow doubt to travel into your heart. Because you believe with your heart, but you doubt in your mind. And so when the two merge together, somebody shout, uh-oh, you're in trouble because when you allow doubt to take or to occupy the space where faith goes, you're in trouble. Because now what's in your heart shall now manifest out of your mouth. Out of the abundance, your mouth will speak. So now when doubt gets into your heart, now instead of speaking by faith, you're speaking in doubt. Oh, maybe it's God's will that I have this sickness and disease. The devil is a lie. Maybe it's God's will that I go through it. The devil is a lie. Why would I say the alternate of what God said? <laughs> y'all, I'm trying to help you here because... Some of y'all been wrestling with this thing and you're not seeing any manifestation in your life because some of us are walking in doubt and not faith and don't even know it. You're walking, oh, I'm a believer, this, that, and the other. He's giving me power to trade over service. But ouch, you done got bit. Oh, Lord. So you're doubting your head. That's why the Bible says that we have to pull down every, come on, talk to me, high thought that would exalt itself against the knowledge of Jesus Christ. That every time there's a thought that comes contrary to God's word, somebody shall pull it down. Because if I don't pull it down, it's going to go down into the annals of my heart. It's going to fill my heart. Now I'm walking in doubt and disbelief. And when God says you are healed, you're going to say, oh, no, I got six months to live. When God says you're free, no, I'm still bound. When God says I'm providing, he's like, no, I'm still broke. So you got to pull the high thought down. Got to pull it down. So let's go. We talk about. Two corresponding actions that's going to take place in your life. One corresponding action is faith. The next correspondence is doubt. So when things happen in life, you can respond one of two ways. You can respond either in faith or you respond in doubt. Either or. Either you're going to respond in faith to believe that God can do exactly what he said he can do. Or you're going to respond in doubt. Doubting that God is able. It's either God can. Or can God. 
Same two words. Just the way your perception is. It's either God can or can God. God can speaks of faith. Can God speaks of doubt. So when you respond to life, you have to respond either with a God can or you will either respond in the opposite where can God. Ask your neighbor if you got faith. So, so these are the two ways. And we see in Mark chapter number 11, verse number 22, this is where it gets very familiar, but I'm going to take you deeper. Somebody shout deeper. And Jesus answered, said unto them in Mark 11, chapter number 22. And Jesus said unto them, have faith in God. Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whoever shall say unto this mount, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. Shall not doubt in his heart. In other words, don't let doubt move from your head to your heart. He says that, but shall believe, somebody shall not believe, that those things which he said shall come to pass and he shall have whatsoever he saith. Good God Almighty. Lord, you telling me I can have what I say I can have? Yes, when I don't allow doubt to fill the space where, heart, where faith belongs in my heart. Therefore, I say unto you, what things, whosoever ye, what so things ye shall ever desire, when ye pray, believe, somebody shall believe, that you receive them and you shall have them. Uh, if you believe in your heart, you will change your thoughts. If you believe in your heart, you will change your thoughts. There was a study by John Hopkins uh, in a medical journal uh, years ago, um, and I can't remember the year that this article came out, but there was a study that people who pray in tongues receive healing quicker than those who go through conventional medication. Pe- people, people who have thoughts, happy thoughts, live better lives. Longer lives. That was by the European Medical Report. They said that when people think happy thoughts, they are more happier and they live longer lives and healthier. That's why God said, think on these things. When you're going through, don't think on these things that are down here, things that are parallel, horizontal to you. Don't think on those things, but think on things that are vertical, that are above you. Don't think on earthly things, but think on heavenly things. Think, think these ways, things that are peaceful, loving, kind. Think vertical, not horizontal. Because if you think vertical, then now your thoughts are placed in him and not in. So, so it, it, it's a challenge for us as believers is to change our thoughts. That's why Romans comes to us in a very strong manner. Romans says that we should have a renewance of our minds. That, that we have to renew our minds. That we, we have to change the way we think. We have to stop thinking negative. We got, I know y'all against Joel Osteen and, you know, friends. Hey, friends. And, and because he has this very pure demeanor and manner. But, but here's the thing, though. Joel encourages us to have different thoughts. Think differently. And, and this kind of self-help. You know, the Bible is a self-help guide. Hallelujah. 
Some of y'all, some of y'all should be shouting right now because it's gonna help you out of hell. Y'all missed that boy. The ones on clapping on the short boats. But but the Bible comes to help you out of situations. Help you change your mind. Have a renewance of your mind. Help you stop thinking on negative thoughts and negative things. So to help you change your thoughts when you have faith in your heart. So I want to talk real briefly the other side of the story. The other side of the story. Tell your neighbor there's an other side. There's always a other side. To the story. Always. Other side. To the story. And we see in our text today. Very familiar passage of scripture. The woman with the issue of blood. And that's not the right scripture. I want to take it out of Mark. Chapter number five. And verse number 21. Let's let's deal with Mark. Starting in verse number 21. And when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, many people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he had saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed. And she shall live and Jesus <laughs> and Jesus <laughs> and Jesus went with him and much people followed him and thronged him and a certain woman we see these two principal characters come into play we see a certain man named Jairus now we see a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years Somebody shout, that's a long time. She had this issue for 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had sent all that, had spent all that she had and was nothing better. But rather grew worse when she heard of Jesus. Oh God, if the church will only hear of Jesus. If the world will only hear of Jesus. And when she heard Jesus came in the press behind, uh, came in the press behind and touched his garment. Uh, for she said, if I may touch, but it's close, I'll be made whole. Now watch if I take a pause a second in the text. Twelve years she is suffering with this disease. And as she had all of this thoughts of never being healed, she had all of these thoughts that um, um, I, I spent all my money. I went to the best doctors and uh, I spent all kind of money to have a child and I'm still childless. I spent all of this money so I could see cancer healed, but I'm still sick. Uh, I spent all of this money and uh, I need a kidney, but I'm still on dialysis. And I, I spent all of these thoughts of doubt infiltrating her mind and one fair swoop she hears about Jesus. She spent all of this money, so now the doubt says, I cannot trust the doctors because I went to the best and they couldn't do nothing. Doubt. 
But something happened when she heard of Jesus. The doubt that was here evaporated because faith appeared here. What she heard caused a transformation in her mind to cause her heart to palpitate towards a healing. If I could only touch. Now I know this text has been preached many a times and we think that this woman who uh, pressed through the crowd, as I stated to you beforehand, uh, think that she got on her knees to get to Jesus. But that would have been too obvious of her situation. That would have been too obvious for the crowd to see this woman pressing through the crowd, crawling on her knees. Uh, what's wrong with her? Uh, there has to be something wrong with her because she's in a different posture than the rest of us. So, so, so here it is. She's not crawling on, her gr- on the ground because she would have brought attention to who she was. Because truth of the matter, in that culture, she should have been shouting, unclean, 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 meaning that she couldn't touch no one and no one could touch her. So she had to be inconspicuous. Come through just like them. What's up, Doc? Hey, y'all. She, she had to come in a manner of which everybody around her would not know her situation. Now watch where you think, well, she had to come to him and reach down. Isn't she? That's my wife, y'all. And tug on the hem at the bottom. But Jesus was a rabbi, teacher. He was a priest, high priest. What we wear today, the prayer shawl. Let's call it talit. The power in the talit is that at the hem of the talit is the covenant promises and the blessings of God. Each one of those tassels represent a blessing and a promise from God. The promises are inscripted on the hem of the talit. So some of y'all need to send your talit back to Amazon because it don't have the promise. Some of y'all wearing just a fabric and it's not really the blessing of God because it don't have the covenant promises of God on it. You better make sure you got the blessing on it. And she said, if I could only touch, watch, catch the text, the blessing. If I could only grab the covenant promise that's due to me, healing is the children's bread. Let me get that. I'm blessed to be a blessing. Let me get that. She, she, she said to herself, watch this, the doubt had to go so faith could settle in. Let me have a change of mind and grab what's due unto me. She said to herself, if I can touch his clothes, then I'll be made whole. And straight away, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague. Can I submit something to you today very quick and parenthetically? Uh, maybe it wasn't really about the issue of blood. Maybe it was about the cycle. Oh, come on, ladies. Talk to me. Every month you have your. Y'all not talking. So, so maybe it wasn't about the blood itself, but the cycles of life she kept finding herself in. 
I get sick, I go to doctors. I spend money, I get sick, I go to doctors. I spend money, but yet I'm not healed. She kept going through all of these cycles in life, but she was never finding finality to the issue. So maybe some of you today are going through some cycles. Okay, here on be spirit, you got me going in. No, cycles, y'all missed it, cycles. Got me going in cycles. Got me going in cycles. And I'm wondering when I'm going to come out of this cycle. Here's the helpful holy hint when you remove doubt and replace it with faith. When, 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 you, when you eradicate doubt and you start standing in faith. She was going through cycles and she, she went through the cycle, but yet she found the cycle breaker. The one who was willing not to only dry up the blood, but to bring forth healing and catch it, wholeness. She, she found that the blood was dried up and she was made whole. Whole. Can I tell you something else? God don't just want you healed. He wants you whole. Now, now watch. In this healing, she was healed, but also her finances was made whole because she ain't got to spend no more money because she ain't sick no more. She ain't got to go to the doctor no more because she's been made whole. She don't have to spend time on the bus trying to get down to the clinic because she's been made whole. So watch this. The money she was spending on a healing, she is now made whole, which she don't have to spend no more. So the money she was spending, she can keep. Because she was made whole. Somebody shall make me whole. Some of y'all are just waiting for a healing, but God wants to make you whole. Can, can, can I say something to you real quick? Some of y'all waiting for a miracle that you already are. Oh, Jesus. You waiting on a miracle that you already are. Twelve years blood is flowing out of her body. Twelve years she's suffering. Now, I'm no medical doctor. Medical. I got a psychology doctor, but here's the thing. If blood is flowing out of your body daily, you losing blood every minute, every second of your life, you should have been dead the first year. <laughs> you should have been dead in the first year. So she's a miracle waiting on a miracle. She already a miracle. The, the doctor should have been, oh, woman, you lost all of that blood, but yet you're still alive. Some of y'all are waiting on God to do something he's already done. I'll let that sit for a second and simmer for a moment. He's already, somebody saw he's already done it. And she was healed of that plague. I'm moving and moving fast. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned. He turned. About in the press. And said, who touched me? It was a different touch. Because everybody is touching. But this touch was different. Everybody is pressed up against him. Come on, April. Come on, Cora. Everybody touching in the press. We at Cora. Yeah, we no, we in the press. Press is a small place. They pressing in. Sit <laughs> like an Oreo. <laughs> Oreo is Oreo is chocolate and that's a different kind of Oreo. I don't like that kind. 
needs to come. come. Everybody touching in the press. I need some men because it's going to look crazy on tape, all these women around me touching. Come, come on. Come on, y'all. Come on, Kobe. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I'm definitely not an Oreo. Matter of fact, I got no color up in here. Lord Jesus. This is a chocolate drop in the middle. So they're all pressing in. For real, Sharon, come. They all following, and they, the word to enthrone mean that everybody is like groping, trying to repressing, all trying to push to get into them. And out of the midst of that, this little hand reaches out. Out of, out of all of that, this little hand reaches out and tugs. Now everybody is touching, but there's one touch. Everybody is pressing, but it's just this one press. Go ahead. You can put. Come on. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought I was going to have to cut you. All right. Put it away. All right. So out of all of this, there's one touch that feels different than the rest. Now, this touch, everybody showed up, but everybody didn't show up to get something. Everybody showed up. But everybody didn't come to get what they showed up for. But one. So out of all of that, only one allowed doubt to exit and faith to enter. And when she touched, Jesus said, wait a minute. Who touched me? Amongst all of this doubt, I sense faith. In this great crowd of witnesses, all this doubt around me, only one had faith to get something. All these people here and you tell me only one came in to get something all of these people came to 10957 Greenwell Springs Road to get something but only one only one one showed up and touched and Jesus said who touched me now watch he is omnipotent omniscient he knows in all power and he's omnipresent. He's here, there, and everywhere. So this is a rhetorical question that he poses to the disciples. Because he knows who it is. But he just wants to see who it is going to rise up. I know it was you, but I just want you to testify. I, I know you're the culprit, but I want to see if you have enough uh, tenacity and boldness to stand up and say, it was me that touched you. It was me that needed to heal. Here I stand, Lord God, in the need of something from you. In other words, will you testify of your touch? See, there's always another side to the story. You're just going to walk this thing out, receive your healing, and walk away and don't tell nobody nothing. You, you telling me you're going to come get something from me, but you won't shout to the world where you got it from? You telling me you got a healing and you won't go back to the doctors and say, my doctor, Jesus healed me? you just going to walk away and act like I ain't do nothing for you? you just going to sit there as a bump on the law in church and you won't lift your hands and throw your head back and say, thank you, Jesus, for the healing I received? Or you just going to sit there? Come every week with all this head knowledge, got wisdom and knowledge, but you won't say nothing. Or maybe you're going to shout, but don't really testify. Oh, y'all missed that. Because you're good at shouting, but you ain't testifying. See, a shout will cover your testimony. Yeah, some of y'all are professional shouters. 
You come here shouting, but you ain't testifying. Oh, yeah, talking loud, ain't saying nothing. You talk too much. You shout too much and you never shut up. And here it is, you're shouting, but you ain't testifying what God is doing. He knew. Somebody shout, he knew. He knew exactly who it was. He turns to this woman. This woman turns around and looks at him. And he looked around and about to see her. Now watch, there it is in the text. It tells you right there, Jesus knew exactly who it was. He turned around to see her. Nobody said it was a sheep. <laughs> Nobody said Jesus. It was her. You know how it is when you kids and you got your siblings and they done wrong. He said it was. It was. They did it. Nobody said she, but he turned around to see her. To see exactly who it was that did this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down. She was testifying what was done and told him all the truth. And he said unto her daughter, thou faith have made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. I still got more to give you. Watch this. While yet they spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house. And here it was, Jairus, he's in the midst of trying to get a healing for his daughter. And there are three types of people that you're going to see in this text. This first type of person that you see in this text, this woman with the issue of blood, she is a disruptor. Because the process of Jairus trying to get his healing, she comes in and disrupts the process. She disrupts the process. And so uh, it comes from J.R.'s house and said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troubles thy the master any further? And as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only what? Tell your neighbor, have faith. Tell your neighbor, believe. And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter and James. I I, want to stop here for a second because what's happening in the text is something that's powerful. Jesus suffers not, no one to follow him except for three. Three people. All the rest of them who were filled with doubt. Something powerful. Matter of fact, all of you stand up right now. All of you sit down. What did I have you do? Oh, somebody else just there. No, not mother. It's not mother. May I? Now watch. Yeah, Simon says. Now watch what happened. All of you sat down in faith. All y'all sat down in faith. You didn't question the weight of the seat, the capacity of the seat. You just sat your blessed beloved down in faith. And Jesus said, that's the type of people I want following me that won't question when I say go, let's go. When I say do, let's do. When I say heal, you're healed. When I say that provision is made, provision is made. I don't need you questioning it. I just need you to sit down on it. I don't need you asking what. No, no, just sit down on it. I just need you by faith to trust me that what I said is so. So he brings 
only those who are operating in faith right along with him. And he come into the house and the ruler of the synagogue seeing a turmoil and them that wept and wailed greatly. They were crying as though she was dead. And when he had come in, he said unto them, why make such ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed and scorned at him. But when he had put them out. See, y'all thought y'all Jesus was this gentle Jesus. He'll put you out. And he put them out. He put them all out. And take it the father and the mother of the damsel, and they that were with him and entered into the damsel, damsel was lying where she was lying. And he took the damsel by the hand and he said to her to lead the commune, which is being interpreted, damsel, I say unto thee, arise. And straightway the damsel arose and walked. For she was of the age of 12. She was the age of 12. I want to land this plane plan on this note. The woman had the issue of blood for 12 years. She was in a cycle for 12 years. Everything God does, God does intentionally. He parallels these two texts together. The woman with the issue of blood suffering for 12 years, this young girl, is at the age of 12. 12 is the biblical number of governing and order. Governance and order. In other words, he says that to this woman who is, who's suffering 12 years with the issue of blood, I'm calling into order every blood vessel, capillary, every issue in your body, I'm calling it into order. This little girl, 12 years old, he says, look, I'm bringing order back to chaos. You know, death is chaos. And he steps in and says, I'm bringing order back to chaos. At the age of 12, and they were astonished when, uh, astonished with a great astonishment. Here it is. Watch this. Now faith. We know what faith is, right? Faith is this. Faith is substance. Faith is hope. Faith is the evidence. And watch this. It's the unseen. Jesus calls this woman, this young lady, back to life. Why? It's because of faith. Because the substance was there. The word. So they had hope. Why? Because the word showed up. Y'all not catching it. And here comes the evidence, the testimony of that which is unseen is now being made seen. Why? Because faith in the word showed up. Okay, y'all missed that. Faith in the word when it showed up. So the thing that they were looking for, they were able to receive. Why? Because they had faith in the one who showed up with the one who was able to heal. So what I'm saying, the other side of this story is, is that maybe what you're going through today, maybe what you're facing with right now, you just need to have faith. Just need to have faith. You don't see it happening, but it's happening. It's unseen. Just have faith. Just like you sat down on that chair in faith, stand on God's word the same way. Just have faith. Tell your neighbor, just have faith. Faith says the things you're hoping for 
though you don't see it or even have it, shows up as evidence of the unseen thing. Faith will prove that which you believe. Just have faith. And I want to encourage somebody today. I don't know what storm. I don't know what trial you're facing right now. Just have faith. Because the other side of the story is, is this. Is that he wants you healed as bad as you want to be healed. He wants you delivered as bad as you want to be set free. That's the other side of the story. That no matter what disruptors or distractors or detainers come your way, Jesus wants it as bad as you do. Jay Iris is waiting on a healing, a manifestation for his daughter, but this disruptor comes in. Jay Iris, he ain't moved. Jesus, he ain't moved by the reports. He's only moved by faith. He's only moved by faith. Watch this. We're not moved by what we see, but we're only moved by what we say God says about what we see. I'll say it again so you can write it down. Don't be moved by what you see. Only be moved by what God said about what you see. Because your eyes going to lie to you. Your ears going to lie to you. Because if J. Iris would have believed what he heard from the people of his house, he would have dropped his head in sorrow and said, Jesus, I'm sorry for bothering you. Forgive me. Here's an offering for your time that you spent. Thank you, but she's already dead. But he wasn't moved by what he saw. He was only moved by what he heard God said about what he saw. The damsel is not dead, but only asleep. Only asleep. Only asleep. Only asleep. I prophesy to somebody dead situation now. It's only asleep. I declare and decree the thing that had died in your life. It's only asleep. The thing that God intended to grow and to blossom and to mature and to manifest in your life. I declare and decree now by the word of God that it's only asleep. The dream that you've been dreaming. That the vision that you've been having. That the blessing of the promise and the covenant blessings that are coming upon you that will seem to be dead in your life. It's only asleep. It's only asleep. It's only asleep. And we call dead things back to life now in the name of Jesus. Every dry thing that's on the other side of this story, we call it into his glory right now in the name of Jesus. And it shall come to life. Would you bow your heads and lift your hands? There are those of you here today. You've been trusting and believing God for some things to happen in your life and they have yet to happen. Today I prophesy those things shall come to pass. He's going to make a way where it seemed to be no way. And Father, I bless each and every one here today at the lifting of their hands. That they just didn't show up, God, but they showed up to receive. They just didn't show up to see. They had the faith to believe that they'll receive. So Father, let it be so in their life. In Jesus' name, place your hands down. If you're here today you don't know, know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Maybe you're backslidden. Today, he's calling you back into a rightful relationship with him. 
today is your 12th day. Today is your 12th day. He's calling you back into order, into governance. Today is your 12th day. He's calling you back into order. Today is your 12th year. He's calling you back into order today. You are out of order. He's calling you back into order. You don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. You're backslidden. He's calling you back home. If that's you today, shoot your hand in the air right now. Do it now. To have a relationship with Jesus. Except Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Do it now. I see you. I see you. I believe there's others today. Come into order now in the name of Jesus. I see you. I see you. There's others today. I see you. There's others that are coming into alignment, back into order. That you lift your hand. Don't leave this place being out of order. Anything out of order is out of service and shall be removed. It's no good to nobody until it comes back into order. That's you today. Lift your hand. Lift your hand. I see you, sir. Any others today, God is calling you. He's calling you. He's calling you. Those of you online, he's calling you. He's calling you. You don't have a church home. He's calling you to connect. If that's you today, wave your hand in there. I see you. I see you. I see you. God is calling you to connect with Elevate Church. If that's you still, keep your hand lifted. Thank God for those. Any others today that will say, today I'm connecting. Today I'm connecting with Elevate Church. Come, sir. Come, sir. Can I get another intercessor to pray with him? Give them a card joining with us. I need another intercessor. worship and adore you. We thank you, God, for all that you're doing and all that you have done. <coughs> and God, we give you the praise.
bread of heaven sent down from glory many things you were on earth a holy king a carpenter you are the living word bread of heaven sent down from glory many things you are on earth a holy king a carpenter you are the living word awesome ruler gentle redeemer God with us the living truth and what a friend we have in you you are the living word awesome ruler gentle redeemer God with us the living truth and what a friend we have in you you are the living word Jesus that what we call you made the bumper on a tree he died to save humanity you are the living word that's what we made the bond on a tree you died to save humanity you are the say Jesus 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 that's what we call you
God, we give you the praise. You are the living way. In Jesus' mighty name. Jesus, my name. You are the living word. Jesus' name. Can we clap our hands and give God some glory? You are the living word. You are the living word. Hallelujah. You are the living word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, say, you are the living word. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You are the living word. Indeed, he's the living word. Come on, if you receive it on today, clap on last time. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Bless your name, God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I I feel pressed with the Holy Ghost. Lady T and I just celebrated 20 years anniversary. Um, And I'm a whole lot to deal with, praise the Lord. You better not smile too big, woman. But but here's the thing. Marriage is not as rosy as one make it out to be. There will always be challenges. Matter of fact, it has to be a challenge. In order for two to come into one space, it's going to be a struggle. Come on, married folk, I don't hear you talking to me. And I don't know if you ever tried to fit you and another person in one pair of jeans. But it ain't ain't comfortable. You're going to stumble. You're going to trip. You're going to have to squeeze. You're going to have to hold your breath. You're going to have to bite your tongue. That's the reality of marriage. But I feel impressed in this moment. Come, Lady T. Uh, is that if you're married and, and, and you've been married for even a short period of time or even longer periods of time, I want you to stand up to your feet. Married folk, I need the married folk. Everybody was sitting down. Married folk. Right? Now, now for those of you who will be bold enough and honest enough to say, I got some issues in my marriage I've been struggling with. Some things, it may not be major, it may not be adultery, it may not be any of those things, but you're dealing with some stuff. It may be that and some, but if you got some of that going on in your life, I want you to step out now for those of you who got some stuff you're dealing with. And to be bold enough, some stuff. Amen. Got some stuff. Amen. Now, now for those you don't have nothing going on, I want you to come stand behind them. Come, y'all ain't got nothing going on, but you don't stand. Come stand with them, sis. Come, come, stand behind them. Amen. Hallelujah. We may.
made 20 years, but it wasn't easy. Only but by the grace of God. Only but by the grace of God. I used to say I'm commanded to love my wife, but I wasn't commanded to like her. Amen. Sometimes I felt at times I didn't like her, but I realize now that I got to like her. Because the opposite of like is dislike. And there's nothing that I want to dislike about her. Right? So you're commanded to love. To like is a bonus. So make your liking one to another a bonus to your spouse. Let's turn to him. If y'all here, turn to your spouse and say, I like you a lot. I like you a lot. Sometimes. <laughs> Amen. Y'all stretch forth your hands towards them. For those of you who are aspiring to get married, amen, you engaged currently or you're hoping to be engaged, y'all stand to your feet, amen. We're going to declare in advance, prophesy of your life in advance, that you can have what they have, but even better. Father, now in the name of Jesus, Father, we stand along with these, those who have come into a covenant agreement in you, that their marriage is blessed. That their household is blessed. That their families are blessed. That their finances are blessed. That their minds and their hearts are blessed. Father, now we declare and decree what the devil meant for evil. You're turning it around for their good. And what you have brought together, God, no devil in hell can tear them apart. No auntie, no uncle, no cousin, no friend, no relative. No co-worker that will speak ill of their relationship can pull them apart. Father, no friend or foe can pull them apart. Father, we thank you. They have been settled in the heavenlies, secured and sealed by your grace and by your glory. Now rekindle the fire, God. Rekindle the flame that once, once was struck when they first met. Let the fire and the passion be restored and be renewed now in the name of Jesus. Let it be hotter than ever. Hot like fire. In the name of Jesus. God, we bless you and God, we give you the glory. It's in Jesus' mighty name we do pray. Amen and amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for that, Minister Stephen. Amen. He hugged his, his wife on the end. Y'all hug his spouse. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hey, a couple things before we go. Listen, uh, all through the month, we are supporting businesses that are part of our business ministry. Uh, Sister Erica is in the foyer. Make sure you support her ministry out there. It's Christmas time. Buy a gift for a friend, a family member, if you would. But be a blessing to her ministry. Uh, also, ministry uh, school, training school, and Kayla class registration is now open. You can scan. Amen. Come on. Matter of fact, let me get my Kayla 2.0 graduates. Amen. Would you stop? Kayla 2.0. Amen. Shout at me. Amen. Amen. And then let me get Kayla 1.0. Come on, shout. They the rowdy crowd. They the rowdy crowd. Amen. You can sign up in the foyer today for ministry training school as well as our Kayla class. Women who elevate. Amen. Talk about the women who elevate. What's the date? Uh, November 19th at 1 o'clock at LaMadeline on Jefferson Highway. Amen. Amen. So for all of the women, see Lady T uh, after service today to sign up for the uh, empowerment hour. Amen.
Oh, just, just show up. Just show up. One o'clock. Amen. That's that. Happy birthday. Amen. Hey, daughter, happy birthday to you. Amen. Happy birthday, Alexis Lance. I saw Lance here earlier. Happy birthday. Any other uh, November birthdays? Amen. Wait, who are you pointing to? Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Come on, Jerry. Happy birthday. Alex, is your birthday? Happy birthday. What's this? You're going gang signs, man. You're going gang signs. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. 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 Happy Last thing, church on the levy, we're serving dinner to families. Uh, if you want to donate to uh, our church on the levy annual Thanksgiving Day dinner, you can see uh, Sister Malika. Amen. Listen high. Amen. She'll be out in the foyer. We're serving up. Uh, don't pick up. Amen. Amen. So see her after service on today if you'd like to be a blessed. Father, we thank you. And